for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 43 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Uh, if you guys want to look us up on our social medias, do so. Facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast, at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter. And our email is blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. I also want to say thank you to everybody that's active on either our Twitter or our email we really love it when you're interactive with us, and that's really great. It's a cool experience to do the show and know that you guys enjoy the show or have feedback or reactions to things that we There's say or do. Actually, people out there listening, and I'm not just fucking talking in the dead <laughs> air about this is, fucking Star Wars every week. This is just not just Haas and I's video, uh, audio diary. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we have a sort of an exciting announcement. We made it to the finals in the Star Wars Podcast Awards. Which I am super stoked about. Indeed. In the category of Best Intro Theme. So really, Stone Cobra made it. So really, Stone Cobra got us there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, nothing we brought to the table, but kick-ass theme song. Whatever. Hawes' badass editing and, you know, putting those crucial Star Wars quotes in exactly where they needed to be. The flourish of that is just... It's... It's... That would be like me putting a sticker on this table and being like, I made this table. But dude, what if, you, table. what if you made a collage of stickers across the entire table that as a unit, a whole was badass? I think that's what you pulled off in the intro thing. Well, anyway, we would really appreciate it if you guys would go and vote for us. And that's at StarWarsPodcastAwards.com. And uh, you can vote once per device. Per device, so... You got a couple of devices, maybe. Oh, you, you got a Kindle Fire? Yeah. Fire that up and vote for us. Oh, you got an iPhone? Do it there. Laptop there. iPad there. And hey, while you're at it, you got to vote on every other category while you're there. Why don't you throw our friends at Making Star Wars and Steel Wars a, a few votes? They got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Jason Ward, Amanda Ward. Yep. So use your uh, your votes wisely. Now this is podcasting. Mm-hmm. Steel Wars is up for some. Excuse me while I drop all these names. Yeah. And then um, I gotta pick them all up. If we could uh, maybe get some votes in for us, maybe we could come away with an award that you know, maybe Stone Cobra can get an award. 
then they can say they're an award-winning band. They are an They would be. They would be a truly award-winning band. Who, th- who would have thought that that would be the kind of award they would be it. up for, right? But anyway, uh, that's Star Wars Podcast Awards. I don't want to plug it too much and get on you guys' nerves, so we'll go ahead and drop it. Uh, no uh, emails this week, so uh, we'll just get right into it. How you been this week, buddy? I've been well. What been working hard. Uh, just, dude, I have, we've been having some staffing issues at my restaurant, and I find myself on the line sautéing all the damn time. So I've been crushing it on the sauté line. So you're you're holding the line? I am. That's cool. Because love isn't always on time. <laughs> um. You've also been playing a lot of Division. Oh, I have been playing a shit. That's what I do. I uh, I'll work all night on the line, sweating my balls off, take a nice shower, and then sit down and uh, play the Division <coughs> with uh, my buddies Hawes and Vader Nick and Johnny Grasso and Steve and, and Steve Goose and, and Goose and Jeff. Jeff and it's just a great time playing the Division, and I love that game. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's funny, Johnny has been having this uh, this thing going on where he gives Nick a bunch of shit. Yeah. Because Nick has this buddy, How rude. who he plays with sometimes, and Johnny's like, you shouldn't be playing with. How rude. I think uh, think it's a pretty decent little game. I'm enjoying it so far. I really like the division. The ability, the way you level the guns that are in there, the way the missions are, the way the uh, multiplayer is. It's a really intimidating multiplayer, actually, the Dark Zone. It's a... Uh, it's intricate the way it works, though. You have to. You're finding pimp gear and extracting it from I've certain only, situations. I've only gone in there once, and I went by myself, and uh, it dropped something uh, like blue for me or something. So I picked it up and immediately went to a, an extraction zone, got it out, and then I was like, "Well, that's enough for me." Well, I got my one up. Um, I'm gonna do some more once I hit thirty. Yeah, I I'm itching to get in there because I know there's probably some elite stuff in there that I really want to get my hands on. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it's also a, a big part of their in-game, you know, strategy is Dark Zone content. So, yeah, so pretty fun so far. But yeah, Johnny be getting jealous. Of, <laughs> be giving Nick all kinds of shit. One day it got so bad that I couldn't. We were, we're like in, you know, a little uh, group message thing on Twitter, and I just couldn't even butt in. I was like, damn, this is getting personal in here. I just need to step back and let these two guys hug it out. And I was I was playing around with Nick, and um, I th- I think you know we were playing, and he was like, "Oh, Johnny's mad." He was like, oh, "Johnny's not mad at you. He is just breaking your balls professionally." Like Johnny is good at breaking some balls. It's he means well though. Like Johnny doesn't mean any of that shit. He's just literally. Oh yeah, I know. He's balls. just just fucking with him. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. Uh, if any of our listeners out there have an Xbox One in the division, and they want to throw down at us on there. you got to go listen to some previous episodes to find out our Xbox Live tags. As, fuck that. I'm the Red-Eyed Jedi 23. And I am Sainted Alucard. I haven't had a listener hit, uh, add me on Xbox yet. I have gotten weird spam Xbox messages. And they're always like, Hey, bruv, I got 48 hours of free Xbox Live Gold at this website. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, put my name out there, and now I get all kind of, hey, I'm this chick you used to know. Send me (laughs) your text message. I've never gotten that because they're like, if if this is where they got my name to send me spam, they listen to it, and they're like, this dude has had no chicks in his past, so we can't (laughs) use that one on him. 
The, um, the robo bank isn't working. Yeah. The, <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, I think that. Oh, the, the division. My brother-in-law Goose did the thing he does with every fucking game whenever it comes out. He's got to be the first one to the finish line. Like he didn't even really get to start playing till like Thursday. By Sunday, he was at the level cap. He was there. Like I tried to play with him, and it made the computer opponents so hard that all I could really do at that point was just hide. Yeah. Hide and wait for you guys to mow through some bad dudes. Yeah. And by you guys, you mean mainly Goose because you and Goose were the two most powerful. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm like level 28, so I can't talk too much shit. My my bullets took at that, me a little bit longer. My bullets at that point were like gnats. They were like, psh, psh, pew, pew. I would really like to see a, a Star Wars co-op game like that. I think that would it be would fun. It would be awesome. Sort of an open world you know, Star Wars game with, uh, you know, MMO slash co-op there's a, deal going on. That would be a lot of fun, I think. The way the division operates, there's a lot of potential to immerse yourself within the story, should you choose to. The echoes, the intel, the data. You don't have to do all that. Yeah. But if you want to, it's very immersive towards the story. It is. Uh, sometimes I just don't give a fuck, and sometimes I, you know, I do want to know. I feel like I have the basics. But I feel like the cool part of it is that all of that is replayable. So that should yeah. you want to go do that again, you can just replay through that from the start, and you'll get it. Um, some of the Bioware stuff seems to force you along through stuff. And asking, But see, I, I actually prefer that. Like, I, if I had... One thing I would change about it, if we if we turn the division into a Star Wars game, I would make it way more not way more, but a good bit more heavy handed with the story. I want a good story in a game, whether it's co op or multiplayer, like that's important to me. Right. So I feel like that's hard to wrangle with the aspect of everybody wanting to be such the broad spectrum of characters that exist within the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I mean, you would uh, you would have to limit what you could be. Like, it, it would almost have to be like you're just commandos. Because or even Knights of the Old Republic, you're limited to a Jedi. I mean, you can create... A, not, I may be wrong about that. You create a whole bunch of different characters, and you mm-hmm. may can create a smuggler and stuff. I mean, kind of, but you're always but in the original Knights of the become a... Uh, a Jedi. Yeah, so. in the original Knights of the Republic, he plays Revan. Like, and he, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess the, one of the biggest things uh, news-wise that came out this week, and it's not even totally Star Wars related, but I think it's definitely uh, within the same category. Uh, they announced a new Indiana Jones movie. Indie. July 19th, 2019. It's like six days after... Harrison Ford's seventy seventh birthday. Good lord, that that fella. It's gonna. I'm sure it's gonna be cool. At least he's in good shape. If they treat uh, Indiana Jones with the same care that they treated the Force Awakens, I'm sure it's just gonna. It's gonna be a delight. Yeah, as J.J. Abrams would say. Um, it makes me wonder where they're gonna go with it. Like I know part of the reason that it sort of took them so long to come to get um, Indiana Jones four out was that uh, they were having trouble sort of nailing down the the uh, the story. Like, they had a lot of people work on it. And, you know, it sort of, I, if I'm not mistaken, sort of ended up becoming sort of a combination of some different script and story elements that, you know, had come from different sources and they sort of jammed together. I'll be interested ooh, to see who they get to uh, write this one. Uh they announced, you know, Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall. So they're all there. 
Except for old Uncle George, Except left out in the cold. I'm disappointed. I I would like for George to be included in that, but I'm sure it was his choice to, you know. I would like himself. him to too, but like I was saying before we recorded, like if he was not uh, that involved with the new Star Wars, I don't see why he would be that involved with the new Indiana Jones. I agree. But, you know, I would prefer him to be there. I would have preferred George Lucas to have had a little bit more influence on The Force Awakens. That's just because I like George Lucas. Came out fine without him. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, it made me feel a little better that no good old George had a little bit to do with it. Uncle George. Uncle Georgie. Um, Oh, man. There was this really sad picture. I guess he's in uh, Australia for something. Uh, Specifically Adelaide. Steel from Steel Wars, I think, was trying to track him down. And find out where he was staying and stuff, yeah. which uh, like more power to you. If if there a picture came out of George Lucas in Birmingham, like it would be the end of the world for me because all Claus I would, would be able blow to blow me up and be like, "We got to find George. We got to find <laughs> Uncle George. I would, I, it doesn't matter where he's at. We you know, um, he's here." Harrison Ford uh, was in that movie Forty Two, that Jackie Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah, is that right? You know, they filmed a lot of that here in. Birmingham. I did not know that. They filmed a lot of it uh, at, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the baseball stadium here, but uh, Legion, they... Um, Legion Field, maybe? I don't think it was Legion Field, because that's a football field. That's a football field. That's not a baseball stadium. Um, but uh, he was, Harrison Ford was here in Birmingham, and Jesse and I tried like to figure out where he might be staying and stuff. And I mean, obviously, I never found out where Harrison Ford was staying. And what the fuck would I even do if, like, I did find out where he was staying and try to run into him? I'd be fucking babbling mess if I ran into Harrison You'd Ford like, in the excuse public. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. No, it wouldn't even be that. I, I would just immediately start making the dick sucking motion with my mouth. Oh, oh, oh. Bring it to me, Harrison. You'd be like, get the fuck out. Of I'd life. be arrested. They'd be like, uh, the first headline on TMZ would be like, crazy stalker in a wheelchair arrested for sexually assaulting Harrison Ford. And then they'd be interviewing me. I'd be like, I, I don't know what came over me. It's just the first thing I thought to do. You know, we Terrible. may we may we may gain some popularity <laughs> and we may could have interviewed Harrison Ford until they find this episode where they're like, Oh no, he'll totally um, try to suck try Harrison to trucks dick. Harrison Ford off. I mean, uh, if they think I really would do that, man. then they don't understand that I'm just joking. No, I'm just look, kidding. I'm we're just, not I'm I, just breaking I, look, your balls. Of course I would like to talk to Harrison Ford or interview him for the podcast. It's not gonna happen, man. Like he was it's pretty wonderful good to a, have goals, but he was pretty good as a hot dog. That Harrison Ford would be fun to have on the show. Drunk Harrison Ford? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be like, Harrison, what you up to, buddy? You want to have some drinks? Fuck yeah, I do. Old-fashioned kind of night. You know what's funny is um, he was on an episode of the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick. And I want to say it was during the Comic-Con that he attended for... Ender's Game, mm-hmm. and man, he was surly on that podcast. Was he really? Yeah, and you could tell Chris Hardwick was nervous as, I mean, totally understandable, but yeah, he's just, he was just surly. He was not the um, humble, almost like glad, seeming to be glad to be back in Star Wars that we got from uh, Harrison Ford during the promotion for The Force Awakens. Right. So, not granted, uh, the new Indiana Jones movie, not the biggest surprise, kind of saw it coming and you know there were also those rumors that as long as star wars was popular mm-hmm. with a returning han solo right and i also you know I, I there were those rumors that um 
that was part of his deal for coming back to Star Wars is that they would do a, a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Now, whether that rumor was true or not, who knows? Um, but, you know, it always sort of stuck in my mind that we would probably be seeing it sooner than later. It's going to be interesting. This uh, same year as Episode Nine, which definitely makes me think uh, Episode Nine will be a December release. I think that's probably going to be permanent. The only one that's still sort of nailed down for a May release is the Han Solo movie, and I have a feeling even that might get pu- pushed back to like December of 2018. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see a Star Wars Episode Nine coming out in May, and then Indiana Jones coming out in July two months later. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. But uh, yep, uh, Indiana Jones movie and a Star Wars movie all in the same year. It's That's going to be great. It's going to be a good year for movies. Hopefully they don't. Uh, and I've been kind of wondering about this. Is it, hopefully they don't end up delaying Star Wars to 2020. Um, but I, I don't think they will. I think they want to keep this one a year thing going um, for as long as possible. So why wait if you don't have to? Yeah, yeah. Strike while I mean, the iron is hot. Like you know, uh, with if it were to come out in May and then Indiana Jones came out in July, I could see where the whole you wouldn't want to cannibalize one of your own movies with another one of your own movies. You know what I'm saying? As long, but as long as there's money to be made, Disney may cause a revival in the cinematic world. Like you know, it may give Netflix something. You know, a run for their money. We live in a world that doesn't really go to the movies as much anymore. Oh, so, really? Because uh, if you look at the box office uh, receipts from last year, the fact that uh, you had two of the hugest blockbusters in memorable history with Jurassic World and uh, The Force Awakens. I mean, I, I can't do the math. I'm not that smart of a person, but I know some of it has to do with higher ticket prices and boring shit like that but those two examples are also established properties that were brought back oh yeah oh a, i'm not i'm not taking that away way. but but uh, i mean quote unquote everybody went to see those two movies you're right I'm, you know that's what I mean? not what i'm saying i'm like but before that you know there's not a lot of people going to movies and stuff i feel i mean i know there's still people going to movies but they're so expensive yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of true. a lot of my family doesn't go to the movies. Like, I mean, I, I love going to the movies, and I barely go to the movies anymore. I used to go to the movies a lot. I go for like what I consider the necessities, and that's Marvel movies, and then now Star Wars movies, and then you know, little weird stuff here and there that I want to see too. But. but the Star Wars movies are already making me go back to the movies mm-hmm. more than I have normally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, I was thinking about it the and other day. And the Marvel day. movies, by the You way. know, uh, it, it, back in the day, especially in, like, college and high school, it wasn't rare for me to see a movie, even if it was a movie that I just kind of liked more than once in the theater. Uh, but Star Wars was the first movie I saw twice in the theater since I can't even remember the la- th- the first Avengers movie. I saw twice in the theater. I didn't see it as many times as I saw Star Wars. That's just a rarity as far as, like, just from a money standpoint and a fucking free time standpoint. I ain't got time to go see a fucking three-and-a-half-hour Avengers movie seven times, eight times. That's true. Not Nothing against that Avengers movie. It was excellent. I saw it twice. Um, but uh, It's not Star Wars. Yep, yeah, it's not Star Wars. I'll be interested to see what... I'm sure I, this whole Rogue One thing is sort of looming over me. Just because I, I wonder how I'm going to feel about it. Because 
So much of what I do like about Star Wars is Jedi and Force powers and lightsabers and stuff that I wonder how much I'll be interested in a story that doesn't really contain that. I say that now, but I bet you once that first fucking trailer comes out, it's all I'm going to be fucking talking about. I'm sitting about. here looking at you right now. Like, like you, what, like, what you're the, out of your what, goddamn mind. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, as soon as the bah, starts <laughs> and it's actually, we're in the universe, like, it's mm-hmm. not going to matter. You know, that's Jedi's been something. will still be referenced. It'll be like yeah. myth. There'll be rumors. Well, There'll and if legend, the rumors come right? true that Darth Vader's in it, then that'll, you know. You get a Dark Lord of the Sith, like, yeah. legend come true in front of you. Worst nightmare, like. Um there's been some debate uh, people have been having on whether they think we'll get an opening crawl in Rogue One. You may not. You may not. I feel like they're trying to... I mean, there may be some setup, but it yeah. may not be a crawl. Like I wonder that because, you know, you know, maybe they'll save that for just the, the episodes, the saga movies. There's a bit of majesty and there. And if there was going to be a place where they could sort of change the formula up and do something different, it would be the standalone movies. It would be. So I think if there was a possibility of not having an opening crawl, then the standalone movies would be the only place we'd see that. I don't know that we'll ever get away from that convention as far as the, you know, the episodes in the saga and stuff. I think that's a mainstay. And But that being said, I mean, I'm, when I think about it, I'm sort of, not one way or the other. It doesn't bum me out if they do don't do an opening crawl in Rogue One, and it doesn't bum me out if they do. Like it's not like I'm going to be bothered by it either way. I don't think, as long as the movie's good, right? That's what's really important. Um, it, it, the other thing that makes me wonder if they might do an opening crawl in that is it would be a good way to sort of set up its place in the Star Wars timeline. That could be where you include that information for people that aren't necessarily as in the know as us and our listeners. Right. You know, people that seek out Star Wars information, listen to fucking Star Wars podcasts, fucking jerk off as they fall asleep at night thinking about Star Wars. Remember when you told me you did that? Mm. That was a little bit of an overshare that I guess you forgot you shared with me. I forgot that I told you that. You said it was into a Sebulba sock. Sebulba. Yeah, I, I didn't even know they made Sebulba socks. Um, so <laughs> something pretty cool came out this week, something that I will not be experiencing for at least a little while. Um, the Game Developers Conference is, was going on this week. It may be over by now. Oh, wow. Um, and there were, there was a heavy presence of the whole VR thing. You know, Oculus the Rift Oculus is coming Rift. out this uh, year. PlayStation VR is coming out this year. Yeah. The HTC Vive is coming out this year. Um, so there's several devices that are coming out, all pretty pricey. Like for Oculus, you have to have a top-of-the-line computer plus a $600 Oculus Rift. You know, it's an expensive setup. The thing is, is that's going to come down. You know, think about how expensive, say, iPhones were when they first came out, you know. Once that kind of technology gets out into the market, there will be price reductions. Companies will be competing. If if it takes off, you know, and there's no no way of saying right now whether it's not just going to be one of those fads. You know what I'm saying? Like motion controls were for so long. Right. The fucking Wii did it, and then Microsoft was like, well, we got to connect. And PlayStation was like, well, we got to move. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody sort of jumped on the motion control 
bandwagon, which I was never a fan of. Honestly, on Xbox, all that survived of that venture was the voice commands, the facial recognition, Mm -hmm. the camera. I mean, there's still, uh, you know, connect games out there. There's way fewer than just regular games. Um, but they're really not on anybody's radar. They're not. I mean, they know, don't experience just a massive dance popularity. Games. Mm. I mean, that that would probably be the exception. That's the yeah. shit like or just the sports. Dance. You know, the Olympics or the fucking sports and the. And I don't think those are very popular. The, the just dance, the party dance, whatever. Well, there's two Star Wars VR games that they sort of debuted or talked about at uh, the game developer conference. And the first one is actually made by the ILM X Lab, which is a, a laboratory that ILM set up specifically to explore VR. You know that um, Google Cardboard thing that I showed you that time uh, that's on the Star Wars app? It's like the Jakku's scavenger thing. Mm-hmm. That was them. Well, this is called Trials on Tatooine. And it puts you in control of a fucking Padawan who's been sent there. It apparently takes place after Return of the Jedi, and you're one of Luke Skywalker's Padawans who's been sent to Tatooine on a trial. And in the little trailer they released, he's fucking... It's first person, so you're fully immersed, and you have a lightsaber. That's all you gotta fucking tell me. Like, I wanna play this now. It's gonna be forever, if ever, before I get to try it out, but damn, I'm already interested. If it's cool... And this VR thing pays off. See you later. I'm going to have to find a way to make a job playing Star Wars virtual reality game. You know, make some money off of it. I'm, unless that's the next progression of video games, I don't see a future for virtual reality. I mean, it could be. That could be the next. It, it, need, it, it depends on how good the software, a.k.a. the games are. And it depends on how eager people are to adopt it you're not going to have huge adoption rate at the beginning because it is a pricey piece of technology like i said the oculus is 600 bucks the playstation vr is 400 bucks but you also have to have move controllers and a playstation eye camera if you don't already have it on top of the playstation system right you know um probably the most feasible one financially at least to sort of check out there are some cheaper sort of mobile phone based vr headsets coming out but who knows how good those are going to be reliable that's going to be the one thing that really sucks is they also uh, announced a battlefront vr solely for the playstation vr oh wonderful uh i believe the trials on tatooine is exclusive to the htc vive vr headset so you know, it's already getting split up. There's no way I'm going to have both, much no. less one of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going to have to let them fucking calm their tits a little bit and start putting it all out on one before I try it. I'm honestly surprised that Microsoft isn't trying to um, get in on the whole VR thing, especially with PlayStation doing Do it. Do they not have something to do with Oculus? They do, but I think that's more on the PC side. They are partnered with Oculus in some way. Uh, but because it's, I know it's more Windows 10 based, you know. I know Oculus Rift is owned by Mark Zuckerberg. Or owned by Facebook. One yeah. or the other. I mean, I, I think it's one and the same. I don't know. I don't know much about the he Zuck. He believed in that technology so much that he went and bought the company. For quite a bit of money, from what for I understand. For quite a chunk of change. <clears throat> like um, a billion dollars or something. 
but yeah, there, there's a trailer out for Trials of Tatooine. You guys should go check it out. It's pretty fucking tight. Um, and not much else on. They just sort of announced Battlefront VR. They didn't really go into much detail. I just imagine it'll be like. I tried to think of all the ways that you could. I mean, just in these last few seconds, tried to think of what we could do with a virtual reality game, and that's really. Ooh, Ooh sorry. Oh, that was a big, yawn. big old yawn. <clears throat> um. The interactivity is key because you're not going to watch a movie that's virtual reality. It's, yeah. It kind of seems like a waste of effort being... to spin in a chair as you watch a movie. Like, where should your attention be? Yeah. And, and see, that's a concern for me with virtual reality is how much as a game physical input that. That put they want into. Because I'm in a wheelchair. Like, I'm not going to be able to play a Star Wars game where I got to run around with my virtual reality headset on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't nobody trying to play Crippled Jedi. Triple Jedi! There's you yawned at that joke before it even fucking happened. I felt it coming. <laughs> you sure did. Um, but it's something that I find interesting and and would definitely be interested in if it's once it comes down a little bit in price. And the thing is, is it, with it being the first wave, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be some bugs and some hiccups once they refine the technology and and once it weathers the storm of being more than a fad, then maybe I'll look into getting into it. You know what I'm saying? But it is interesting. And, you know, I talked to or, or I read articles about people that have messed around with these VR systems, and a lot of them come away really impressed with them. So it could be what we're looking looking at going it's, forward. It's probably incredibly impressive. Yeah. It's going to be the next step in immersion before, you know, full sensory simulation. Yeah. And I, hollow deck type shit. Hollow deck or brainwave manipulation. Yeah, yeah. Which it seems a little creepier than just virtual reality. But I say that now and then when I see a fucking brain integration 2.0 Star Wars game, I'm gonna go get the surgery done. I don't even mean surgical stuff. And I, I got like mean, a half an Xbox sticking out of the back of my skull. Probably look like a motorcycle helmet with a bunch of sensors inside. Yeah, that'd be all right. <clears throat> Just lay in my bed and live in Star Wars, get a feeding tube. It'd be awesome. That's going a little far. Just there. save up a whole bunch of money and list myself in like a care home, get a feeding tube, put my Star Wars helmet on, and I'll see you guys later. If you take me out when the singularity hits and I can get my my mind implanted into a fucking robot body. Well, oh, you'll leave me way before that. This is the exit strategy. <laughs> this motherfucker's got half an Xbox sticking out of the back of his head. Um, so sort of speaking about speaking of Han Solo slash Harrison Ford slash Indiana Jones. It looks like they've narrowed down the list of potential an- uh, actors that might be playing Han Solo in the Star Wars spinoff movie. What's it looking like? So apparently there are three guys that are being considered right now. And this is down from a list of like a lot, 12 that came out maybe a month or two ago. And the two that were on that list that I really did not want to get the job, no longer on the list. Good. And that is fucking the kid that plays Carl in The Walking Dead. No. And Dave Franco. No. Dave Frank, don't give me the hmm. Hmm. 
if Dave Franco played uh, Han Young Solo, Han I would be pissed. Yeah, there would be nothing yeah. but episodes of me bitching about Dave Franco being Young Han, Han Young Han Solo. I can see that. You can see Dave Franco as Young no, Han Solo. I can Solo. see you being oh, pissed. No, about I would be pissed. <laughs> um, so apparently there is um, oh, shit. Alden Ehrenrich. Ehrenrich. Um, who was uh, in I'm gonna a movie? I have to look these up because I have no. I, I don't. Know I don't know a is. single one of these motherfuckers, which is probably a good thing. Um, who was in a movie called ha- uh, Hail Caesar? Jack Rayner, who was in uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Okay. I'm not exactly sure who I saw that movie. I watched it once, and I just remember that Marky Mark was in it, and T.J. Miller, the kid from uh, Silicon Valley, and other Marky stuff. Mark. Um, what was the kid's name from the the first one? Alden, A L D E N, Aaron Rick. Aaron Rick. E H R E N, and that should come up. All right, I guess I could kind of see it. I, I don't he's, know. He's, he's not got, looking very Han Solo ish. In that one picture, he's got a serious taking a dump face going on. I mean, he kind of just looks like a young transporter. On it, from what uh, I'm Jason thinking. Statham? Yeah, like a yeah. Jason Statham with hair. I don't, I don't know. know. I can I can get it. What was the other one? Um oh shit. Uh Jack Rayner. Jack Rayner. R E Y N O R. And he was a guy that was in um he's the guy that was in Transformers. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, no, I got him. Uh, Is there any pictures of his dick? No. I mean that one's kind of that one's kind of Han Solo-ish. Okay, I could see that. All right, he would do all right. I think you got to get rid of the fucking the five o'clock shadow. I mean, do you ever the, see someone the, that grows three day beard? Do you ever see someone that grows a real spotty fucking beard, and you're like, why the why even bother? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you. You mean. look like a Dalmatian. I think either of them would make all right Han Solo. And then uh, lastly is Taron Eg- Edgerton Egerton. He was in The Kingsman. Now, there was a guy who was in that movie, The Kingsman, that Johnny was real stoked on, thinking that maybe he should be uh, Han Solo. And I don't know if it's this guy or not. I'll have to remember to ask him. him. Eggy, yeah. Taron Egerton. You're calling him Eggy? That's his name in The Kingsman. Oh, I was about to say, did you just come up with a fucking... I like the second guy better. That kid looks kind of like... A douche. <coughs> I don't know. You know, maybe once you put him in the fucking vest and the blood striped pants and shit, maybe he put him behind the. I don't know why fucking... I'm saying this, but the the guy in the middle, he's very white bread, very uh, western, midwestern looking kind of, and these two kids are very Jonas brother looking. Oh, that that fucking. You just totally. I'm sorry. That's you just it. totally ruined both of them for me. Good. Now I'm going to be like, oh, fucking but Jonas brother. Got don't the they job. both look? Don't they? I see. I know. I, I'm not disagreeing with your statement now that you've said it. I'm, it was gut reaction. I'm sorry that I ruined. I'm just sorry that I ruined that. For oh, you, it's right? okay. The guy in the middle is more Chris yeah. Pratt, all American white bread. I guess I need to go and and do some research on these dudes. Maybe I got to watch Hail Caesar. Need to do some serious performance critiquing. Transformers. If he was the boyfriend, I think he may have played like, did you see? He was the meathead boyfriend guy. The guy that was like into cars and motorcycles and shit. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I can't remember. 
much about that movie. I just remember there was a samurai Mark Transformer that talked had... with like a real cliche Japanese accent. That was um You remember what I'm talking? Yeah, but I think the voice was the guy from The Last Samurai. Ken uh, Watanabe? Ken Watanabe. Boom. You're good. You're my names guy. Every now and then, I mean, ask me who the fuck Taron Egerton Eggy is. Eggy. Yeah. yeah. Fucking the other guy, that poor bastard. I, I hope he doesn't get the role just on the fact that I don't. So I don't have to say his name every week and and butcher it. <laughs> Alden, like, I would. Aaron Rick. Aaron Rick. Aaron Rick. I was I was worried about Lapita Nyong'o at first when she got cast as Maz Kanata, but I picked that one up. You listened right. to somebody say that a couple times. I did. That's it. exactly what happened. Yeah. I had to listen to someone say her name, or else I'd have been Laputa Nanangdango. <laughs> no, and people would have been no, like, "You are okay. so wrong. Yeah. You are such an idiot." Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. The thing that's interesting about this is if this person does a good job, then. Maybe they, you know, there could be more than one Han Solo spinoff. Maybe they uh, move into being Han Solo in between episode six and seven. You know what I'm saying? If they're bad, then then it, it all comes. This is, I've said it before, I do not envy the person that has to cast fucking the new Han Solo. You know what I'm saying? I don't either. But, you know, like, you should... Uh. I'm saying, oh God, I don't even what, what I have my expectations of what a young Han Solo is like, but I, you know, I don't know what I would like to see even like I, I am so bewildered by the thought of a young Han Solo movie that I don't even know really what I want to see him meet Chewie. I want to see how Chewie yeah. gets the life debt to Han Solo. I want to see him be a badass. A I mean, there's smuggler. plenty. There's that's the thing is sometimes you I know see him get the Falcon from. And you I, know, I think it's sort of a difference Lando. in in what Star Wars you grew up with. Like, there's a lot of kids, or I don't want to say kids, and in and, and I definitely don't mean it in a belittling way. But there's people that came up with the prequels as their Star Wars. All the Star Wars are, are what I consider to be my Star Wars because I love them all. But you know, just like there's some people that. The original trilogy is their Star Wars. There's some people that the Force, or not the Force Awakens, but um, the prequel trilogy is their Star Wars. And I think a lot of those people, I, I've, I won't say a lot, but I have occasionally heard people be like, who wants a Han Solo movie? Like, who cares about a Han Solo movie? And that mystifies me. Like, even if you got to recast Harrison Ford, I think there's enough backstory there to fill in to make an at least at least one interesting movie if not a series of young han solo movies yeah like the concept that they could have done with indiana jones the young indiana jones i think they did a tv show they did but that was, was actually pretty good it was, actually it's all right but i mean it would have been better as movies i think but the the concept of young han solo movies like you could i mean you, you have the potential to tell a lot of stories about han solo's young life mm -hmm. before he ever meets these jedi Oh yeah, definitely, and um, you know, it, I just think it could. Uh, if it works well, I think it'll be really good. If it doesn't work, then there's going to be. This is the one I think could end up getting the most backlash. Now that we're past the Force Awakens, the Force Awakens had come out and it had been bad. If J.J. Abrams had fucked it up, the backlash I think might have even been worse than the, it was with the prequels. You know what I'm saying? Man, it could be bad, but I don't know. It would have to be really fucking bad. 
It would have to be Yui Bowl bad. I don't know. the The problem with it is 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 it's a new Han Solo. You know what I'm saying? If they just if they made a a movie about a smuggler and it wasn't Han Solo, even if it was a little bad, it would still have people you know that took up for it and stuff. With it being Han Solo, people are going to be very picky and very defensive about that, a new Han Solo. That's true, <clears throat> but. Whoever gets the job just has to approach it with the reverence that it deserves. Oh, yeah. And by that, I'll use an example of The Force Awakens. You know, rebooting the Star Wars franchise, it deserved a reverence and a thoughtfulness and a planning. Uh, The same, you know, is true of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But that's just what it's going to take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that's going to be an important... The reverence that it took to make the movie The Dark Knight. Um. Mm-hmm. You got a movie with Batman and the Joker, and mm-hmm. like you know, you're about to have to tell a story of the Batman and the Joker. That you know, the way you're about to have to tell this is very intense. Oh fuck! I would be so pissed if uh, the Han Solo movie ends up being like, and that's not going to happen. But if the Han Solo movie ended up being like dark, like the Dark Knight, if they tried to make him like gritty and fucking grim. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, this is fucking bullshit. This is the one that I think needs to be... What like, you, there needs to be some seriousness. You know what I'm saying? There needs to be some drama. I think but there I also needs think to be some levity. That's what I was about to say. And this one has to be almost the most lighthearted it has to of be the you know Star Wars stories. Whimsical and rebellious. like, mm-hmm. And not whimsical in a bad way, but... I know what you mean. Han Solo's got to be a young man, doing young man things. Like... <clears throat> You know, like Star Lord in the Milano. Like, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Young yeah. man doing young man. I think things. that's a, a comparison that happens a lot now is because, um, you know, when they set out to make Guardians of the Galaxy a property that is not wild, widely known, they basically turned Chris Pratt and Star Lord into Han Solo. They did. And it fucking worked for him. That it, movie is a delight. It is. It's a good movie, man. If they If they approach. You know, and there's it's not all lighthearted and comedy in the Guardians of the Galaxy. There's some dark moments and some sad some moments. Very, but see, that's that's the range you can hit. When right. You do oh, yeah. have that comedy. You can take it. Well, I mean, dark. there's a lot of comedy in The Force Awakens. Besides the fact that I think if you sit down and think about The Force Awakens, it's probably one of the darker Star Wars movies. I don't think it reaches Revenge of the Sith dark. Um, but if you think about it, these heroes that you've you've known all your life. You know what I'm saying? That you've looked up to. None of it really worked out well for a single one of them by the time The Force Awakens comes around. Fucking Han Solo. Ended up alone. Ended well, not up, alone. But, but ended like, up, you know, leaving Leia and someone stole his car. And he's driving around a fucking hunk of junk. Smuggling fucking dangerous testicle he, tentacle monsters. He ended up back out on the road again in a fucking... Semi, yep. space semi, hauling, fucking doing a, uh, hauling dangerous monster. wildlife for And then the ja- Luke, Luke, our our poster boy for the fucking Jedi, one of uh, my first favorite character ever in Star Wars was Luke as a kid. Yeah, always. I was like, Luke, always. And Hero. then, you know, you pick up on other characters yeah. and, and stuff. The nuances um, set in. Fucking the Jedi, the example of a Jedi that we, the, one of the only ones we had for years until the prequels came came about. Uh, started an academy or, you know, whatever you want to call it, a new Jedi Order, and they all got wiped out by his nephew and he went into hiding. Saying, he was just like, fuck it, I'm out. 
I'm out. He was like, I can't take this. I got it. I'm out. I was talking to someone at the courthouse um, when I was working a couple of weeks ago. I just remembered this. They took it that Luke was afraid he was going to die, and that's why he left. Hell no. I don't think that's the case at all. I think Luke might be might have been scared that his revenge would have driven him to the dark side. I think he, you know, I don't know this, but it's possible that he went in solitude so that he didn't hunt down and kill the people his that murdered and, his and snow cons- that I mean, would, that might have driven him to the that's dark that's not side. a bad thing not a bad way to think i think maybe if you want my thoughts on it i think maybe he went on like a vision quest i think that's why he was seeking out the first jedi temple was because he wanted to like do some research i don't know i feel like there's out- some guilt there he oh, lost yeah. his first class of jedi because he did it without enough knowledge or understanding and therefore he is in pursuit of more knowledge and understanding of the force so that if he tries to train jedi they are not met at the same i don't know see i think that luke and this is just my personal feeling i don't think he has any plans of training any more jedi at that point i think that's going to change obviously now that ray has shown up and stuff like it has to change for the story to move forward but i think he is the force dictates that there has to be as long as there's a presence but who knows what luke even knows about the concept of the balance of the force you know what i'm saying i'm in all that meditation in the 30 years of meditation since then i would hope that he has learned something of the living force and the balance of the force oh i'm sure he has i'm just saying you know that's something that we got to keep in mind as sort of being a prequel concept even though they did i mean lore santeca brings up the concept of the balance of the force like he says hopefully this will begin to you make know, things right and and bring balance to the force so um but speaking of jj abrams and not fucking up the force awakens uh he was at the south by southwest festival um i believe it was over the way- weekend and he presented the um the making of documentary that's going to be on the blu-ray and some people got to to interview him and stuff and he had sort of a quote about why he's not going to return to do another Star Wars or why he's not. And uh, he had this to say. He said, It was a wonderful way to visit a place that meant so much to me and obviously so many. I knew that if it worked, if it was the perfect time, it was the perfect time to step down. And if it didn't, no one would want me to do it anyway. So he was like, Look, if I nail it, I'm out. And if I fuck it up, I'm out. I'm out. And you know what? I've seen some people online. <laughs> I don't know why people are still fucking so butthurt about this J.J. Abrams mystery box thing after the movie came out. Did you not enjoy The Force Awakens? Is that why you're so... You just see people being like, oh, the mystery box is dead. J.J.'s gone. Fuck you. I ain't having that shit. I will take up for J.J. Abrams till my dying breath. Hopefully it'll be long after, because, you know, he's quite a bit older than me hopefully it'll be long after he's gone but with my day dying breath i'll be like <sighs> take off the oxygen mask and be like jj abrams he kicked ass <sighs> i mean i mean who knows maybe he'll That'd really fuck awesome. up something maybe he'll come back for episode fucking 10 and it'll be bad and i'll be like "Ooh, jj you motherfucker anybody that makes art puts it on display for other people to judge and you're not always gonna make something that everybody loves He's on a streak right now where he's on a hot streak. Like, 
Yeah. He's he's got the Midas touch, it would seem, at the moment in Hollywood. You know, he was like a young Spielberg, if you yeah. will. Um and that'll wear off at some point. Or oh, yeah. It'll I mean, turn it happens into something with everybody. Else. Like Steven Spielberg, it'll turn into something else. He'll become a producer. or a... I mean, he already does a lot of that. I mean, he's got... J.J. Abrams is a busy dude. If he's not working on a movie, he's producing TV shows. He's uh, executive producing other people's movies through Bad Robot. Like, he's a busy dude. Um, I'll be interested to see what he goes to next. I, I have a feeling he's going to be one of those guys that takes sort of a longer break. You know what I'm saying? I was actually... Not to plug the fucking Nerdist podcast again, but he and uh, Dan Trachtenberg, the guy that directed 1010 Cloverfield Lane, right, uh, were on this week. And it was really good. He talked about Star Wars a good bit, actually. Um, but he sort of mentioned that since he really got started way back in like the Felicity days, he's never stopped. It's just been move on, move on, move on, move on. And now that he's sort of hit this milestone of... The fucking highest grossing movie in America, the fucking, you know, two billion plus dollars worldwide, for the most part, widely, widely acclaimed return of Star Wars. I have a feeling he may take a break for a little while, you know, a couple of years, and then we'll see him come out and do something. Right. I don't think we're going to see him, uh, you know, really tackle any other established franchises. I have a feeling we're going to see something more original. And this out is of him next. this is not a diss at J.J. Abrams about the new Star Treks, but um, like you know, you remember the moment in the new Star Trek where they basically Halo jump high altitude, high altitude, low opening. They basically skydive from the Enterprise oh, through the that, atmosphere that, like, onto uh, that cable. Drill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the kind of shit I worry about in the new Han Solo movie. Really, that's. Like you that's know, one of my favorite parts of that Star Trek it's movie. It's great, but would you want Han Solo doing? Can you see Han Solo? I don't know. I mean, doing that exact. I mean, if they recreated that exact same scene, I'd be like, "Why the fuck did they?" I mean, like, yeah, you, I know what you mean. But, Honestly, yeah, I could. You you want him to be heroic, but you also want him to be a smuggler, like yeah. a smooth talker and stuff. I don't want some too epic shit. You know, because Star Wars is about epic things, but they're. Yeah. I kind of see what you're saying. Like Fast and the Furious. I don't need. I don't. We need... do not need Fast and the Furious Star Wars, that's which is I'm exactly that's... what Star Trek Beyond looks like. That's what. I'm... This is where all this is coming from. Like, but he has nothing. I mean, I know he's that that guy that, does. But he's. I just a... don't need this new Han Solo movie to be an action movie. I mean, I want it to it, be. It's gonna be. I as much as. You know, but I, I'm trying. I'm having a hard time conveying what I'm saying. <coughs> I know what you mean. You don't want it to be just nonstop explosions balls to the wall, Michael Bay action, right? Yeah, I, I don't you. need that. I think from with the choice of director, I need, I need some jazzy, witty comedy and some charming getting out of a situation and some good piloting and some thievery and some you know. That's what I really want to see. If you if you really want my true feelings on it in a Han Solo movie, I want to see him whipping around in the, in the millennium Falcon, like a total badass, Right. Piloting that, that okay. shit. Like nobody has ever seen before. Also. I mean, the question is, do you start, start off the movie with him already having the Falcon? Does he win the Falcon from Lando in this movie? I'm, I'm, would you accept 
a young Han Solo movie that doesn't have the Millennium Falcon? What if he doesn't have the Falcon this movie? Like, what if that's for the uh, next see, young Han Solo movie? A, that's a tough question. What if it's him? I don't and, know. You know, him and Chewie meet in the first movie. He gets the Falcon in the second movie, and then mm, I don't know. Whatever. If if you had told me before the movie came out, if you're like, look, I got some inside scoop on the Force Awakens. Han and Chewie have not had the Falcon for years, and they get it back in The Force Awakens. I think I would have disliked that idea the first time I heard I'm it. Sure, you would have, but it turned out to be all right. It turned out all right. That actually still kind of twists my nips a little bit, just because like, How? like, why you gotta you gotta take the man's family and his car from him? Yep. And so he's driving around a fucking jalopy. Yep. It's, it's brutal, man. Um, life's a bitch. You know who was a kick-ass dude? Even in a galaxy far, far away. Um, fucking John Boyega is a kick-ass dude. Oh, yeah. I've been on it with the transitions today. I'm just going to pat myself on the back for that. Transition um, mission. So John Boyega got a request from... And this is it's a sad story with a really uh, touching uh, component to it. From a terminally ill kid at the London Royal Hospital. And instead of just meeting... The kid, the kid wanted John Boyega to go up to the Royal, what is it, the Royal London Hospital to visit all the kids in the children's ward or whatever. Mm -hmm. And John Boyega, not only did he go, he went in full costume as Finn and stayed in character. So like he, he, like a kid was trying to show him a car and he was like, what is this? What's a car? And the kid explained what a car was into him. Fucking what a good dude. He should be an Every Star Wars from now into episode 20, man. That's, that's that's just a good dude. That's a good guy. I really like uh, the new cast, man. They've won me over. They they really became really great ambassadors. Is there one... Like, look, the prequels get shit on enough as it is, you know? So I don't... I hate piling on the prequels. But, you know, after The Phantom Menace, I liked Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And I kind of liked Padme. I like her much better as the story goes on. She's when you think about it, it's See, a lot of that is her movie for a lot of it, and she's she I is like cool. her the best in the Phantom Menace. I can see my affection I would say for that Padme and, and, wanes as the movies progress. I can see either liking her the best in the Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. She's the strongest. She just doesn't she's do much and aggressive and assertive. And I feel like she's that way in the Attack of the Clones. I don't. She fucking. Dude, she whips ass in that arena, and then instead of when all the Jedi and shit come in, she could just as easily be like, "The Jedi are fucking here. I don't need to do anything." She picks up a She's gun. Too independent to be suckered by that dumbass fucking Anakin Skywalker. That sucker ass kiss before the arena. The heart wants what it wants, man. Sucker. Okay, so sucker free. So you're t- okay. Fucking. But listen to just. We got to use a little simple logic here. Just think about it. Okay. She doesn't fall for Anakin Skywalker. That's it. No episode. There's no need for I episode three, four, five, I or six. She she has to. The irresponsibility comes <laughs> in for make not making Anakin Skywalker charming enough. The motherfucker had. I mean, we can talk about that. But was there a character that you didn't really? What I was trying to get to was there a character you didn't? Because look, I didn't like young Anakin that much in, in, in the Phantom Menace. Was there a character you didn't really care for in the Force Awakens? I can't really think of one. The closest one I can come up with is Hux. And it was just... I even like Hux. I like him too, but... In the five <coughs> seconds that Hux was, you know... 
I would say oh, his really? speech part is good, but otherwise, you know, there's just, so much going on in that movie. He's kind of a little snipey asshole to Kylo needs, Ren. Yeah, he needs to be. I want the competition between Hux and Kylo Ren to be developed a little further going Hux, into the next couple of movies. Because Hux just seems like a scared little man. <clears throat> he has no force powers. I guess he's got his army. He's in control. From what I understand, he's basically like the general of the yeah, first general order, Hux. basically. Like he's co- calling the shots f- from whatever he's told. Right. Um, and And even... That I don't like. I said dislike the character. It just he didn't make much of an impact on. I like that actor. I think he's good in other stuff. He was in in an episode of uh, Black Mirror, and he was really good in that. He was in that movie Ex Machina, and he was yeah. really good in that. He was. Um, he was in some Harry Potter movies. I would fucking Jesse would domestically assault me if I didn't mention that. Um, I don't care for the movie. <clears throat> oh lord. Um, the books are better. The, uh, but, and I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. He did a good job in the Force Weeks. He just didn't really stick out. He's not a character that he I'm going to. get a lot like. of screen time. No. That's what I was kind of saying. There's so much going on in that movie that it's hard to devote more screen time to, you know, the general character. But I'll be interested to see where they take him going forward. If this, is, if episode eight is anything like Empire Strikes Back, that's where we get some of the development of some of the more minor characters. Yeah. I mean, that is true. We could see further hucks and you know at the end of the day this new trilogy is going to be ray's story you know what i'm saying and then you know a little less finn story and probably a little less than finn poe's story and so on and so forth you know what i'm ray and kylo ren i think are going to be the two main focuses going forward their conflict and their character development is probably you know what they'll be focusing on i bet they team up in the third one you think? I bet they team up in the third movie against the big bad, if it's Who? not um, Snoke. Who you think will turn up, team up? Uh, Ray and Kylo Ren. Bah. 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 It's just set up. They I made do. him do such a horrible thing in the first movie. Like he. That's and that's exactly why I think he's unredeemable. Patricide. Yeah, like, like I think it, it, unredeemable in a way that he can't survive. Maybe he will survive, and maybe in the next trilogy he will be one of the main heroes. You know what I'm saying? A redeemed Kylo Ren. I think the only way you redeem him is by self-sacrifice. His mom is still alive. His uncle is still alive. I mean, that's true. Those are two. He's feeling a pull towards the light. I think he killed that pull when he killed Han Solo. I'm afraid that he that's did the true. he did the unforgivable in I'm my eyes. I'm sure there's plenty of people that are like, "Yep, yeah, redeem him. I don't give a fuck if he killed Han Solo." But not me. Not me, sir. You know, Darth Vader was evil. He didn't kill his mom. <clears throat> okay, that's true. He didn't kill his mom, but he did kill children. He did kill children. And he did kill Obi-Wan, who was basically a father figure to him. You know, let's consider that he's already consumed by the dark side when he kills Obi Wan. Okay, but still, he did it. You know what I'm saying? I agreed. And he chopped his kid's hand off. Yep. So, if they can redeem Darth Vader, then I guess they could redeem. But also, how did they redeem Darth Vader through an act of self sacrifice? Self sacrifice. He died saving his son. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think they'll team up against the big bad, and it'll come to that in the end. Yeah, I just want to see like Ray decapitate him or 
cleave him in twain. No. Balls to He's going to force push her into some escape pod at the last second, and then he's going to go toe-to-toe with the the big bad, and it's going to be a draw, like a samurai, like like double double hit, double see, decapitation. Okay, while I see what you're going for there, you know what would suck about that situation is you kind of depower Ray. You do. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, you don't want to do that. not do that. You do not need to do that. Like no. having him rescue what if she, her. if she's wounded? If she's been... You know, mortally wounded. See, yeah, I mean, look, I am not a writer. They're never going to give me the chance to write a Star Wars movie. Because if it did, you want to talk about a trashed Star Wars movie, the prequels would be la- you know, held up on a pedestal as some of the finest movie making ever made <laughs> if I wrote a Star no, 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 Wars movie. It would be like, is this lost Star Wars? <laughs> Why did it open up with Ray on an island? What does this have island? to do with numbers? Why is the force numbers? Like, what's that? <laughs> where did that come from? Why is Ray killing vampires? Where? When did vampires come in? When did they time travel? Where did this come from? I don't think... Uh, look, I, as much as I love Lost, I don't think I would ever incorporate time travel into a Star Wars movie. It. Oh, my God. It takes a much smarter man than I to pull off a conceivable time travel storyline like i it when it's done well it's done well but it's hard even when it's done well not to be able to poke holes in it you know what i'm saying no thinking best time travel movies uh back to the future duh i mean that a one a number one a back number to the one future. doesn't get any better i mean and i'm one of those dudes like the if whole I'm, trilogy is good that's mm-hmm. what i was about to say like some people hate on back to the future three if i'm in i'm in i like all three right. done uh i think looper is good looper's good i would say um terminator one and two Terminator 1 and 2 are good. Would you consider those time travel those are movies? Good. I consider them time um, travel uh, There's a movie called Primer. I've never seen that, but I've heard it's good. Pretty good. Okay. As far as time travel movies go. Um, other time travel movies. I don't know. I think people would be expecting us to say The Time Machine, but I didn't like that movie. I don't think I ever saw a movie. I read you the book. The one with Guy Pearce? And... No, I wasn't interested. Okay. I didn't like the book as a kid, so I wasn't going to be... And the movie Super just, I don't know, I didn't like it that much. That's all right. I, I, you know what? I don't hear many people talking about the Guy Pierce time travel or the time machine movie, so I don't think people are going to be expecting that Did we so talk much. last time about net, about shows that we wish Netflix would uh, start up again? Didn't we talk about that with Steve? Yeah, I think we might have. I, something oh, hit yeah. me after the podcast. What's it? Quantum Leap. I would like, that would be <laughs> awesome. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised to see... If if Netflix didn't do it, to see someone do like a, almost a mini series, the epic drama of Scott Bakula still not being home, like it's still quantum leaping. Since you want to talk about the most abrupt ending to a series ever, a fade to black and text on screen that says he never quit jumping. Right, that's fucked up, right? That is fucked up. And it's, I think that's one of those situations where they thought they were going to get another season and then. They got canceled, so they were like, shit, we got to tack on some sort of ending. Right. I mean. And it would be, I think that would be a great miniseries. I mean, I just really like Scott Bakula. I think he got a bad rap for the you know Enterprise. But I, I think that was just poorly written. Poorly. Yeah, I don't know that that was necessarily his fault. I To this day, I've never seen an episode. I think, I think you could do a great Netflix miniseries or a couple seasons of Quantum Leap and then bring that motherfucker home. I mean, yeah, it's, I could see that happening someday, depending on, well, I don't know. I'm no Hollywood executive. Like, that would be, if I was, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, let's do Quantum Leap. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. 
Who knows? Who knows what the the it's money simple. involves? It's I mean, it doesn't even take a lot of special effects. Like, yeah, I mean, they would definitely special effects it up a little bit. Would. I would imagine they'd make the future a lot more futuristic than it yeah. was in the nineties. But, um, get Donald P. Belisario on the phone. Oh, check it out. Walter got outside, and he's chasing something, hauling ass. Um. Sorry, tangent. We got all we got. No, it's all good. I was just sitting here trying to think we of other time out. travel movies. Those are the ones that come to mind right now that I like. Yeah, I can't. I like the time travel stuff in the fifth season of Lost. A lot of people don't, and it does get complicated to the point where it makes my head hurt it a little bit. It gets a little complicated, <laughs> but it's not for me. Not too complicated to follow. No, no. I I feel like Lost is one of those things where like I'm like you know what I know my Lost, and I I I should. I've watched that series. Front to back, several times. Good time travel movie that was kind of hard to follow and wrap your head around was the one with Tom Cruise. Um, oh, where they keep rip- you and I watched it. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That is sort of a time travel movie, isn't it? You know, and a surprisingly good movie. Yeah, like I, I much like many other people are like, I sort of write Tom Cruise off now because yeah, he's too. gone a little off the. Scientology deep in, but that right. movie is a solid it's pretty good. sci-fi movie. It's probably the best uh, Tom Cruise movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I can't remember one that I've liked more than that in recent years. I'm not big on the Mission Impossibles. You know, I know that's some people's bag. It's not really mine. Um, what was it uh, before we go? There was something you wanted to bring up. You said there was something oh, you wanted I to was talk about. Some discussing with Vader Nick on. Uh, on, we were playing the division, and we were discussing. I brought something just popped into my head, and I wanted to pose the question to you, and potentially to our listening audience, you know, if they had an opinion about it, to write us in. But um, who do you think was the most proficient, most badass character in Star Wars, all of continuity, with a lightsaber? With a lightsaber, the most now badass we're talking with a lightsaber. We're gonna have to narrow, narrow it down. Stuff that only is considered canon now. Canon now. Six movies, Rebels, Clone Wars, comics, books. The Force Awakens. Heavy. Seven movies. Seven movies. I'm, I'm having to get, get used, used to, to that, it. man. Oh, man. Um, who do I think was the best lightsaber fighter? Well, you know, there's that line in Attack of the Clones that's uh, where Obi-Wan says, you know, if you practiced your lightsaber skills as much as you do you're flying or whatever you would be as proficient as master Master yoda Yoda. right so that leads me to believe at least in people's mind or in in you know the jedi's mind yoda is the best yoda is the best and it's hard to argue against that seeing the shit he do and i don't know why this is but for some reason there is this understanding that mace windu is the most badass with a lightsaber I and I I've talked I've, to several I've, people. Yeah, and I can even I even can see why they would get that. He's the only one with a purple lightsaber. Yeah, He's I don't think that it necessarily has anything to do with his the one that confronts the emperor and is victorious. Like sort of, I think the emperor emperor's playing dead, trying to get of Anakin. He is. You know, so he could he could granted throw he his did full not. Hand down okay, if so wanted. if you think about it, in that scene, all those Jedi come in, and everybody but Mace Windu gets annihilated pretty much immediately instantly so you got to take that into effect um then let's see i mean you know there's so many tertiary and then, if you want to just extrapolate from there sin Dreleg, the fucking lightsaber instructor 
in the Jedi Academy, which I don't even know is still canon, but I'm pretty sure is because I'm pretty sure he was in the prequels in the Jedi Temple. The guy that was the 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 lightsaber like choreography instructor. Oh yeah, well, the, so he's got to be canon because he's when Obi Wan is watching the video of Anakin reaching um, wreaking havoc in the temple. He's one of the Jedi that Anakin kills. Yeah, so Anakin kills him. Anakin kills him. And it's hard to watch that last duel in Revenge of the Sith and not think that either Anakin or Obi-Wan might be the most skilled with a lightsaber. See? It's tough. You know, like I said, gut feeling makes me want to say Yoda. Personal feeling and just how I feel, I want to say Obi-Wan. Because Obi-Wan beat Anakin. Beat Anakin. He beat Anakin. General Grievous. General Grievous. um, Darth Maul. Beat Darth Maul. Who uh, who Vader Nick actually said was probably the best with a lightsaber. And while I and I, I started thinking about that, I was like, I respect that because oh, yeah. he killed. I don't think that's a bad answer. He killed a Jedi Knight with a lightsaber. A master. Jedi, yeah. He killed Qui-Gon. So, you know, and he took he, on Qui-Gon. Who would Qui-Gon. Hold the rank master if not for his, what? He is a master. He is would he be on master? the cance- council. He is a master. He's Master Qui-Gon. Master Qui-Gon. He, uh, Obi-Wan has that line where he says, you would be on the council already if you would, you know, not be so argumented. I don't remember the exact right. line. Right. I hate when this happens because normally if I'm not on the spot, I'd, I'd have the line it, like it this. Po- it Put flows. the fucking mic in front of me and the headphones on and I sound like a fucking dumbass who's never seen the movie. Um, Stubbornness. But, yeah, that's a tough call. And there's some, you know, there's some also some impressive stuff in the Clone Wars right. and in Rebels. Um, so I don't really know. I would say, you know, um, if we're eliminating people, then I think you got to eliminate Luke, unfortunately. Yeah. Just because Luke hasn't had the Jedi training that the characters in the prequels have. Right. That's what it comes down to is it's got to be a prequel character. It's got to be because they've had the most specialized you see three training. people, three Jedi fight with a lightsaber in the original trilogy, Jedi or Sith. You see Vader, Luke, and old Obi-Wan. And, you know, okay, old Obi-Wan, he's old, we'll give him a pass. Vader, more machine the man, he's all fucked up and also old at this point. So Who currently, who uses the lightsaber style that Mace Windu did, which is very, you know, not very acrobatic. It's very... I wonder if those, if that whole different... The breakdown of the lightsaber forms. I wonder is if that's canon, canon anymore. anymore. I don't know. I wonder that too. Because you know that's not necessarily anything that was really brought up, except in say comics and ex- you know ex- expanded universe material. Mm-hmm. Although in a recent episode of Rebels, uh, Ahsoka is watching sort of this training video that Anakin taped, where he's showing off lightsaber forms. And I don't know. I can't remember if he if referenced he them. them. Yeah. Yeah, but he's showing off one specific one that's sort of like a, I think, a defensive form. I can't really remember. But at least the concept of lightsaber forms and styles is still out there. I don't know if they're they're still broken down into the different names and, you know, numbered like they are or were before. Right. That's an interesting question. That's one of those things that, like, you know, do you really lose? I th- I think it adds a cool detail to the universe. Do you really lose anything if that's not canon anymore? No. But... You can it's a nice little piece forms, of texture like, yeah. to the universe. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say it's probably Yoda. And then just on dialogue and what people say, 
probably Yoda. In personal feeling, I say young Obi-Wan. I think he's probably the best. I have to agree because, you know, Yoda probably is the best if Yoda and Obi-Wan had to go at it. But of everyone other than Yoda, it's probably Obi-Wan because he was victorious in the Anakin fight. Because if you think it's got to be Anakin or Obi-Wan if it's not Yoda because they have the, at that point, the most Jedi training of anyone else that survives the purge. And, you know, they've they've put their... You, you also got to think that the Jedi in the prequel put their lightsaber training to more use than Jedi in other eras. Because they're, in the, they're involved they're in a, a war. war. You know what I'm saying? And, then, and that's not necessarily lightsaber versus lightsaber combat most of the time. A lot of it's, you know... Lightsaber versus droid. For, you know, deflecting laser blasts and cutting, cutting droids, droids and... And pieces and, and shit. utility purposes. Yeah. Getting through blast doors and... Negotiations with a lightsaber. Yes. So, that yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Either Yoda or young Obi-Wan. Yeah. Can't put my final stamp on it. I know I'm going to end up thinking of something. But right now, I think that's my gut feeling. Do you think Dooku was better with a lightsaber than Darth Vader was in his Sith Lord time? That's a tough question. That's a real tough question because, you know, unfortunately, one of the downsides of having, you know, a guy in advanced age like Christopher Lee play a character is he's not as mobile, not as agile. And that's also where you get some of the scenes like when when you see Christopher Lee's face really in that lightsaber duel, he's just kind of waving a red rod around, you know what I'm saying? Then it cuts to Anakin and he's so you don't necessarily see him do anything super impressive. It's very flashy. It's almost fencing style, it seems like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's very... It's cool. I actually like Dooku's style a good bit. I like... And it has to do with the curved Dooku's curved hilt is one of my favorite lightsaber hilts. And Um, I wish that a Jedi had that because it's very fencing. I like that. And then, well, you also got to think at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, he takes on Obi-Wan and Anakin takes out Obi-Wan but gets taken out by Anakin. Yep. There's all these factors that you got to take in. He Who bested Anakin knows? the first time. He did. He did cut off his fucking arm. And and now that we're saying that that mean in my mind that means that Vader was superior. If Anakin as a Jedi was, I consider Vader as a as a Sith even more powerful I oh, think yeah. Anakin as a Jedi. I mean, he he took the quicker easier path as uh or the quicker more seductive path as Yoda calls it. Right. So yeah, I I you know, it's it's tough to say. You know, in the comics and stuff, they have Vader doing crazy shit that they just couldn't pull off in that original trilogy. You know what I'm saying? And even in that Lords of the Sith book, he he get he does some more, you know, acrobatic crazy shit. That's kind of what I'm a little worried about with the prospect of them having him in Rogue One. Because you want it to feel like... Cause if, especially if this is supposed to take place... Like, right up to A New Hope. You can't have Vader going too far and have it still feel organic when in A New Hope he's fighting like he does in A New Hope. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, So you got to work. I understand the want to have him be like a total badass and a total Terminator-style destructive force, but you also don't want to overdo it and then when the next movie chronologically comes up, he seems like he's lost all his powers in a few days or a couple months or however long it is between rogue one and a new hope. Right. That's something I've been sort of thinking about. So we'll see where they go with it. Yeah. 
Well, I think that'll about do it for us this week, buddy. Thanks for coming and recording. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I want to remind our friends and our listeners to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. It sure does. Uh, Just go on there. Rate us uh, however many stars you feel appropriate. Leave us a review. And if you're a regular, you might have forgotten that 10 gets us the audio drama play that is Hawes' Star Wars fan fiction that I cannot wait to perform for you, that I have not seen at all, and he will not let me see. No, it's in lock and, it's under lock and key like the goddamn Shroud of Turin. Oh, shit, we're up to nine. I just checked. We're up to nine. One oh, away. Whoa. Whoa. Fuck. Mm. You, uh, you, why don't you go ahead and pull that out of the vault, as you say. and uh, <laughs> Dust it off a little bit. Why don't you dust that off, let me uh, thumb through that bad boy, and let's start uh, writing that right um, now. So uh, I would also like to remind you guys that if you like our theme song, the Star Wars Podcast Awards nominated theme song, I might add, you should go and vote for it. Also, you should check out Stoned Cobra, who were kind enough to provide said theme song for us. They're kind of a big deal. They're kind. They're Stone Cobra, Stoned Big Deal Cobra. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, you can check them out at stonedcobra.com. Or you can buy their album, High and Mighty, for only five bucks. Five shekels. Um, I would also like to throw out a little teaser uh, that I will elaborate more on next week. Yours truly may be involved with a new Star Wars podcasting venture. Are you serious? And uh, uh, I'll go into that more this w- next week. So maybe you should tune in then, see what's going on there. Dude, you're going to tell me where we're at. Oh, I, would, I would definitely will. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, We appreciate it. And for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.